0: Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. When we're in the trenches, when something shitty is happening to us, we ask ourselves, God or the universe, why this is happening. In challenging situations, it can be really hard to see what the lesson is or what the good in it truly is. Personally, I go through melancholy periods pretty fucking often. And in the past, I would try to knock myself out of it by working and forcing myself to create something, which every time would lead to burnout, feeling exhausted and creating something I was only half excited about, or that was only half awesome. I still go through melancholy periods and truth be told, I'm in one right now. So what changed? I found human design in April slash May of 2021 when I really needed some clarity in my life. Diving into learning more about myself was beyond insightful. Understanding that I'm here to create, follow those creative urges, rest when I need to rest and speak what I want into the universe was a total game changer. I think the biggest part in all of that is that I'm still learning that it's okay to remove the guilt from feeling melancholy or having a slow day or feeling off or not wanting to work. Within my human design, There's absolutely nothing wrong with those slow days and feeling melancholy. That's part of my creative process, the lows of the highs and lows. And learning to sit in that and feel it through has been beyond challenging, but also so insightful. So you may not have all of these feels within your human design, and that's because we're built completely differently. But to give you a bit of insight, it's like being on a roller coaster. The buildup of creativity is like, waiting for the roller coaster to reach the tippy top point. And then the creative flow is like dropping and going through all of the loop to loops, the twists and turns and whatnot, and truly enjoying the roller coaster ride. And then the lows feel like waiting in the longest roller coaster line ever and feeling like you're never going to make it to the front of the line to ride the coaster again. It can be really frustrating, but every day is a learning process and an opportunity for growth. With this knowledge, I feel the urge to share it, so I encourage you to explore your human design. I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can check yours out. So creation through adversity. That's the topic that Marie-Pierre kind of grew her business upon and her career upon. Marie-Pierre is an anti-diet dietitian with a BS in psychology. Her journey in the nutrition world started after she developed an eating disorder and then had the privilege to have access to care but she still felt like something was lacking. So she went back to school, became an R.D., and then started working with eating disorders and disordered eating herself. Let's dive into the conversation with Marie-Pierre. Marie-Pierre, welcome to the show. Oh, I butchered that, guys. Marie-Pierre, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. How are you? I love the, like, French-French accent. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm close enough to Luxembourg to kind of embrace all of it, you know? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, before we dive in, let's learn the three most important questions about you. Are you ready? I am ready. One, what is your bucket list travel destination? That one is hard post-COVID because
1: I feel like everywhere, anywhere I would settle <laughs> for. But like my go-to that I want to travel to is Cambodia. Ooh, yeah. Interesting. It's like a really weird thing. My dad used to travel a lot when I was a kid and like yeah. Cambodia is a place he used to go a lot to and bring me like the coolest souvenirs from and like always talk how awesome it was. And I'm like, I want to go, I want to see it for myself.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. All right. I hope that happens for you soon. Cause that's, Thank I would you. love to know how that experience is. Yeah, I would, I would love that too. <laughs> all right. Second, most important question ever. What is your favorite food of all time? I have to say sushi. It has to be the
1: one. It's the food that I can eat all day, every day and never be tired of it.
0: Nigiri or like rolls or? Sashimi are my favorite, like okay. favorite,
1: favorite, but that yeah. I could get tired of. So I think it would probably be more like a hand roll, like okay. a good hand roll with like a lot of fish. Yes.
0: Yeah, we don't sleep <laughs> out it. Like I'm like salivating
1: yeah. right now. I'm like, oh God, maybe I should go get myself some sushi. <laughs> Lunchtime. There you go. <laughs> That's part of being RD, right? Is that we talk about food all the time, like literally all the time. Salivating.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's food or poop. I feel like with RDs, right? Those are really the only two conversations that we have with people. So facts, facts. (laughs) Right, and then third question: coffee or cocktails? Coffee every day, all day, every day,
1: all day, every day, multiple times a day.
0: Well, now that we know everything about you and that you really want sushi. Tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming an RD, and then your journey into where you are right now in your private practice.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So I am not one of these people that wanted to be an RD. Like since I grew up, I had no clue that RD even existed. To be honest with you, it's never something I wanted to do. <laughs> Truly, okay. um, when I started, when I like started to decide like what I wanted to do. My, I actually started in biochemistry. I've, I'm someone who loves science. My brain works really, really well that way. Um, something that's super interested to me. But when I was in biochemistry, when I, I did two years in university and then realized that my path would be to work in the lab. I'm also a very social person. I love people. So that did not go well with me. So I then changed into neuroscience, neuroscience into psychology. Oh, wow. um, and that was super interesting to me. So bringing the science, but also like the people aspect as well. And I thought that's what I was going to do. Like I thought I was going to become a psychologist. Um, it is something that always has interested me. I come from a really big family. We are eight siblings in total. Oh, wow. And understanding behaviors, motivation, like all of that stuff has always been a really big part of me and like what I like to do. But finishing my degree in psychology, I actually, big thing happened into my life. A lot of different like traumatic events happened and it actually got me to switch completely gears. And I went into law school, which was like a, oh, wow, something completely different. Yeah. And I, I, also was was really interested in law I like to talk, I like to argue I am loud <laughs> all of the things so I thought it was also something that I may um yeah like to do but at that time, I developed an eating disorder based on a lot of stuff that was happening in my life that was like the triggering event and quit law school after a year came back home and started my recovery process and that is when I actually got to meet my first dietitian was during oh, wow. my own recovery process in hospital and throughout my recovery process because I had that background in psychology I was always interested with it from that perspective. And in my care, I thought that there was a gap, like my dietitian um, would not really talk to me about how I felt about food, my beliefs around food, that emotional tie that was there, how food for me was a place of control. And um, so from that experience, I decided to go back to school to become a dietitian. So I would be the one like bridging that gap. I had like big goals. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm going I to do. I love it. Yeah. So from that experience and from like my own recovery, went back to school, did my undergrad again in uh, nutrition to become a dietitian and then to really help people heal their relationship with food and their body. And that's what I do now. Um, From graduating, I start, I like, I finished my internship August uh, 17th and I opened my practice the 18th, like the day after my practice was open. On it. I knew that's what I wanted to do. That's from there, two seconds. Yeah.
0: Two seconds. Before we go into your mm-hmm. practice world, can we unpack yes. your education? You have you have skills stacked on, stacked on stacked. Like, yes, I think the biochem rolls into being an RD and having an understanding of like the fundamentals, like of the science behind it. The psychology, I think, is really necessary in what we do, especially in your work of working with EDs and in that. It's just a mindset shift, but I feel like having an understanding of it can be so much more beneficial than what we get in our undergrad from like one or two psych classes.
1: Honestly, I don't understand that there's not much more psychology in nutrition. I think I'm very biased because I do have that background, but... I don't understand that that's not more of a push into our nutrition programs because even like before I did ED, like I didn't start doing EDs. Like I did general population. Yeah. Even with general population, psychology plays a huge role, right? Because food is so much more than just a fuel. We're not robots. There's so like, it's such an emotionally loaded experience. Like there's so many things tied in that like, yeah, like I know like in Ottawa, you, you have like the two psych 101 and I'm like, uh. It means nothing. <laughs> like, oh, it's I not had. enough. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely think like for me, my degree in psychology is a huge asset to my practice. Like I use it with every client every day.
0: Yeah. And you probably mean going into law like or thinking that you were going to go into law and do that major shift. You probably yeah. already felt comfortable speaking to people, but I'm sure that speaking in that sense, right? Like having that semi-law background Probably also helps. I mean, you have a podcast, right? So I don't know how much, how talkative you were prior to law, but like, or did that all just kind of come together?
1: I always was like my mom will tell stories of me when I was like three years old and like would walk to my neighbor's lawn with like my hands on my hips and like telling them about like how they're like mowing their lawn and stuff like (laughs) I think I've always been like very extroverted I think coming from a big family is really what did it right like and it's like looking back seeing like that's how I got like attention from parents like when you are eight people in your house all the yeah. time actually 10 people with the parents like yeah like to me that was my way of like getting heard it was like talking and all these things i think law school really gave me a lot of different perspectives for sure um in terms of like being assertive and confidence and all these things as well but truly i didn't stay long enough i think to get the full benefit i think yeah. for me being to law school, it really fueled my ED because I was I'm very much of a Type A perfectionist type of person. I think a lot of our are <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like I think that's that, that's just like a personal trait that we have. Yeah. But I think like in law school, it was very, very similar, right? Of like just hyper focusing on performance um, yeah. and all of that stuff. So I don't think I got a lot of not as much as I could have gone from the program. Yeah, <laughs> but given the circumstances, I think it's just kind of like
0: what I needed to be able to then come back home. Totally. Okay. Now that we've unpacked that, you can continue. (laughs) So you literally graduated and then started your private practice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So in my two last years of doing RD, like like doing my RD education, I started a business course as well. I knew that I wanted to be in private practice. I knew that I wanted to have my own business. It is, I don't know how, I don't know where that came from. I don't know anyone who has their own businesses. Like it just... (laughs) became something that I knew that I wanted to do. I think it came from like, I wanted to do things differently. Like I did not want to be like a, a clinical RD. I did not want to follow the weight centric paradigm. Like there's a lot of things for me that just like, I felt like I needed to create that position. Yeah. So yeah. So then I a hundred percent started the day after I finished my internship, started to, to open my, I, I opened my practice and started to see clients right away. Um, and then from there, it evolved. So I, I did have a full time uh, job at the same time. Um, and I would see clients every evening, every weekend. It was very it was a lot. Yeah. And in February 2020, I quit my full time job. So wow. I left to do my business full time. And two weeks later, the pandemic hit. <laughs> Oh goodness, what a time, what a time to start your business or my business has had already gone for like a year, but it was like transitioning full time into it. Yeah. But honestly, it was a blessing in disguise. Like I really was able to double down during COVID, put a lot of systems in place, really work hard on different parts of my business. And now we are a team. So we grew from just me and now we are four dietitians and two psychotherapists. I'm um, working as a team to help people with disorder eating and eating disorder. So, yeah, that's where I am today. That's what I that's,
0: do. <laughs> that's baller because that happened in realistically three years, but that growth happened in two, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So, mm-hmm. I obviously don't have RDs working for me. I do not have a team. I'm a solopreneur. I feel like many RDs are solopreneurs. What mm-hmm. was that? What was the impetus? Like, what was that change where you were like, I need a team of people around me to make this? awesome.
1: Yeah, I think it was a combination of things. I think in ED work and disordered eating work, it's a lot of energy to support people who do that. I love what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. And I also realize that it is It's a lot of energy that goes into it, you know, like my capacity to continue to take on more clients. For me, when I thought of like sustainability, I'm like, I don't think this will be sustainable. Yeah. So building a team and it also got to a place that I, I got a lot, a lot, a lot of referrals that I'm like, I can't handle all of it by myself. Yeah. And being in private practice, like I've mentioned in the podcast, like I'm a very social person. Being in private practice by yourself was very isolating, Totally. Although there's all these groups and all these things that you can be part of, like, they're not my people. They're not my team. They're, we're not yeah. working together, really. So for me, that's where it came from. It came from, like, wanting to have a team. It came from the sustainability of my business and then the amounts of people that were referred to me. Yeah. Um, so it was a weird transition, though, like, to be fair, <laughs> like, to, like, do everything by myself. And, like, I'm very, like, go, go, go doing all the things. to then, like, having other people, <laughs> Yeah. It was super different, but I am truly blessed because my team is the best. Like literally my team is just so awesome. I just, I don't think I could have asked for better. Like it's just been a, a huge blessing for me.
0: That's awesome. And I think if, if someone in private practice, like wants to grow, I think that, that it's totally doable to, yeah. to, for the growth and to surround yourself with people who one vibe with you two get the same mission as you. And then three can see that growth grow with you. And it, I feel like that makes a difference. hundred percent coming from a solopreneur perspective.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I would also recommend like, if that's something that you want to do to also educate yourself on how to manage effectively, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of not great, I'm not going to swear, but not great bosses, managers, out there and that makes it extremely hard like I think team culture is so important I know we're like getting off topic right now but no we're not Man, it's so important. Like that's one part that when I started to have a team that like I didn't realize like that piece of like management, how that would look like I'm very blessed because my partner is an exceptional manager. So I got to learn a lot from him. He coached me a lot. And then I got like really deep into like learning more about management. Yeah, but I think that part is so important, right? Like to have a team that like, has that like culture and want to be there and like managing people in a way that's not like shitty. (laughs)
0: basically. Oh, I get it. Connection, collaboration, growth, and true community. Those are just a few of the amazing aspects of coming together within the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind. This is a space for RDs to really hone in on their uniqueness, to gain different perspectives from fellow RDs within the field, to think outside the box for their businesses, and to truly lean into their human design, what makes them amazingly unique, and all within a space where we can respect each other's human design, allow for different perspectives, and bring about new ideas for our businesses and ways we can show up that feel 100% us. So if you're down to embrace your human design, embrace your uniqueness, put a little bit of woo in what you do, check out the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind. I have a session starting in a few weeks, but also respecting my human design. I've decided to open up future sessions as well. So maybe you want to plan a little bit into the future and rather than sticking you on a wait list, I would love to have that conversation with you. And then we can find a time that's going to work with your life, with your lifestyle and everything that you have going on to come together in this mastermind setting so that you can really hone in on your uniqueness using your human design and leveling up in your space all while connecting with amazing fellow RDs. The link to chat about the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind is in the show notes. I can't wait to talk to you. So you surrounded yourself with someone who had a little bit more experience in the managerial world who maybe innately is a really good manager. Is that something that you had planned or is that something that kind of just happened?
1: Well, (sighs) Not plan. I mean, I didn't choose my partner because he was a manager.
0: <laughs> OMG, got it. Totally misunderstood the meaning of partner.
1: I could have. I could have been like, hey, I need I need someone who will do that. No, so it wasn't necessarily plan. Um, it just happened that that's what he does. And when yeah. I decide to grow my team, it is conversation that I've had with him. Um, I've been with my partner for a really long time. So I feel like he's always been a very supportive part of my business. Yeah. So it was actually um, just a really cool thing that I, he was able to get involved in that way and support me. And for me to learn to like, I think um, I took, again, different courses, business courses to be able to understand that piece as well, because it's not something that we're taught. And I don't think everybody okay. is meant to be a manager. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think it was
0: just not on purpose, but it ended up being really good. Yeah. Now that you've done the solopreneur life, you've expanded into a team of awesome people. Is there anything that you would have done differently along the way or any lessons that really stuck out to you? Yeah,
1: there's a few. Uh, It's really hard to say, right? Because it's like always like looking back, it's easy to be like this would have been done differently. Yeah. Some of the things that I think would have been helpful for me is to have stronger boundaries from the beginning. I think I was a very eager dietitian as I first started and didn't have any boundaries and saw way too many clients, didn't have a personal life. Like it was very much like when you think of that grind, I don't think that was necessary. I think that was something that could have been avoided. And probably would have been helpful (laughs) to not do that that's a big part for me like being able to have that work-life balance and quality like I think I I lost myself a little bit in the business at first because it just got like like it grew really fast and it needed a lot of attention so I think that's a part for me that like having those boundaries around work time and play time and all that stuff is something that I'm really really leaning into right now that I think is really important but like big things I think like always mixing that intuition and strategy I think like for me there's some strategy that I may have gotten that does not resonate with me like sell marketing all of these things but to be able to use our intuition to be to know like what feels right for you in your business yeah super important something that's been super helpful for me is to share my story and I know that's something with RDs that's like sometimes controversial where they're like no 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 don't let people know that you've struggled and like you need to be the expert and like then there's the clients and like We're that's not my approach at all like i yeah. i really really believe that i've gotten more people to connect with me more clients to come to our practice because i'm so open because i share so much of my story and i think that's something that People connect to you know like yeah I think like the days that like the RDZ the expert and then there's the people like, they're gone like no like I don't I don't love that top down approach like I think it's like being teams with your with your with your clients right and we are maybe a few steps ahead and we have a more knowledge ahead yeah but we're not like you do this right it's we're really not the more superior like we're, yeah
0: hundred percent so
1: I think all of those things are are things that have been super helpful I
0: love that so reflecting back. I think we always, or maybe not always, forget. But going into business, we think that we have to do things a certain way—that hustle and grind. And I think you and I are definitely on different different levels of business because obviously you have a team. But I think we're coming to this realization as similar point in the sense that we don't have to do it all by the book or by someone else's book, right? Like really, I love what you're saying, like the the flow between strategy and intuition, because what worked for someone else isn't necessarily going to be the right choice for you time and time again. You really Mm got to figure out your flow and make your business work for you. And I know I've said this in past podcasts, but it's so true. And like for multiple people to say it, that's, that's gotta have some validity to it. Right.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I just agree with you say, I think right now, there's also like a big thing of like being an entrepreneur, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. so cool to do that. But not everybody necessarily is meant to be an entrepreneur, right? Like it is hard, it is hard work to have a business. So if you're not doing it in a way that feels aligned with you, like, what's the point? <laughs> you know, like, sometimes and like like, those are questions I had to ask myself of like, why, why do I start a business? Like, I have a journal where I literally journal every week, like, Why am I doing this? What is the impact that I'm trying to make? And like really grounding myself in that because it is hard to own a business. And if you're not doing it the way that feels right for you, then there's no point. Like get a job instead, (laughs) you know, like I feel like that's the piece that's like super important. And like also knowing your own limits and knowing yourself of like, like like my team, for example, like they, not all of them would want to be entrepreneurs, but them being part of my team is so awesome, right? Because they still get that flexibility and all of these different things. So it's like being able to kind of like know you and like what works for you and that it doesn't have to look a certain way for it to be successful or great or whatever
0: the case may be. Preach. I also, I love that you journal your, like as a reminder, why every week, I feel like when we get in kind of like in the cog of just like going and going and going, it can be really hard to remember Why we're doing this. Like, it's not just for the money. Like, that comes with time, but like, why are we doing this? Do we want to help people? Like, is it our personal reason? And I think remembering that or having a way to remember that and reflect on that is really important. Love it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, a hundred percent. And it's not something I used to do, to be honest, at the beginning, because I was such like in the day-to-day grind, Mm -hmm. but now being able to have those spaces to like, what's going to keep me going? Like, I think there's different phases in business and now the phase that we're in right now, it's like the scale and grow. We have really good foundations, but like, what's going to keep us growing, what's going to keep us moving forward? And I think those pieces of like really leaning into and grounding ourselves into why we're doing this work is
0: invaluable. Totally. Well, that was beautiful, Marie. Tell me other than working with your team says you guys sound super collaborative. How do you like to collab with other RDs out in the world, whether it be virtually or in person?
1: There's a few ways. Like, I, I love social media. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very enjoyable, um, which I know is not everybody. But I love to collaborate with other RDs there, you know, like doing collabs on like posts or reels and stuff like that is really, really cool. I also do have, you know, like um, opportunities to collaborate through like affiliates or programs, stuff like that. I think that's really neat too, to yeah. be able to support businesses, you know, like other business other RDs who are in business, like doing like, like affiliate or collabs together, I think there's like enough space for all of us to win. And I think that's a really big mindset shift too, right? Like I don't see other RDs, even in the exact same feel as competition. Like yeah. in my mind, like we're all collaborating together to help people. Yeah, And I don't think that other people doing well takes away from me. I think it just helps more people, which is super cool. So like being able to collaborate with RDs like that is really cool. And we also have a group of um, dietitians who are anti and weight-inclusive, who we connect together, we support each other, we're continuously um, in conversation. Uh, We had like journal clubs and things like that. Because I think for me, having people in my life who align with my values is extremely important. And I know that the values that I hold are sometimes controversial. You know, it's not the mainstream stuff. So finding my niche, my people that we can like support each other is just like super, super helpful and validating.
0: Oh yeah. Guys, if you, if you feel the vibe, reach out. I feel like, I feel like you can feel it through the, through your headphones right now. So if you feel the vibe, (laughs) reach out.
1: Like I'm like always so open to connect and to be able to,
0: yeah, just connect. Well, there you have it guys. If you want to do a reel, if you just want to connect, do it. Uh, and where can they find you on Instagram?
1: Yes so my Instagram is the balanced dietitian so the dot balance dot dietitian so that's my personal one and then the business one is the balance practice um, okay. so you can find me on there I'm mostly active on the balanced dietitian and then a team member runs the um the Instagram for the practice but yeah we're we're there on both awesome and
0: your podcast
1: And yes, I do have a podcast. It's the (laughs) Balanced Dietitian Podcast. It's not truly meant for dietitians, but I know we have a lot of dietitians listeners. The podcast is all like food, body and mind related. So we talk about different topics around weight inclusivity, anti-diet, food, IBS, like all of the things that are related to food, body and mind from this
0: anti-diet perspective. Um, And yeah. Awesome. Well, Marie, it has been a pleasure. I'm super stoked that you came to chat and have an awesome day. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. Until next week, guys. Ciao. The nuggets of wisdom that Marie Pierre shared with us today, I think, are really important, right? So, like, if we get to this point in our business where we can't do all the things, even if it's really hard to like let go of some of those things, it's okay to start building a team around you and doing so in a way that feels aligned to your business's mission, vision, purpose, and also in a way that compliments you. Perhaps you bring on staff that has talents that are not within your wheelhouse. And I feel like that's a really good way to start building the team around you to compliment you and to also fill in the blanks where maybe you're not as strong. Let's do a quick recap. One, surround yourself with a team. People whose skills, innate or learned, can help you grow. Two, take a step back and set boundaries for yourself and for your business. Work-life balance is key to maintaining your sanity and for the health of your business. Three, find the mix of intuition and strategy that feels good for you and your business. What worked for someone else may not be the right flow for you. If you dig this podcast, I would love for you to share it with a fellow dietitian. Maybe that's via text. Maybe that's just by liking the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leaving a review. Or maybe you really love this episode and you want to tag us both in a story post on Instagram. I'd love all three. I'd love one. If you don't want to do any, I get it. It's all good. But if you really love the show, I'd appreciate you sharing it. Until next week. Ciao.